0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, the Stuff Jesus Said podcast. I am Eric Payton.
1: And I'm Corey Nickel.
0: And this is the show where we uh, pick something about that Jesus said and talk about it for a little bit. This is our one-year anniversary, sort of. Woo! We made it. We made it a year. So thank you to everyone who's been listening and following along. We really appreciate it. Um,
1: You keep us going.
0: You do. You are the glue that holds the show together. (laughs) Uh, So uh, yeah, if you don't already, please... uh, you can follow Corey and I on, uh, we, our main thing is Twitter.
1: I yeah, guess we do Instagram. Twitter, too. Instagram.
0: Mine's epaid88, and I'll yeah. link that in the show yeah. notes.
1: At Corey Nickel.
0: Um, and you can also email the show at saidpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, thoughts, topic suggestions. But since we are one year in, we're going to be making a few different changes and kind of adapting. Uh, and one of the things we're going to do is we're going to kind of Jump right in the topic right away.
1: That's right. I mean, we, you know, we've figured out a lot of the beginning stuff: the audio, the equipment we need, the procedure, how to do it. Um, so, all those first year of episodes weren't perfect, but we're trying to reset here, and the future ones won't be perfect either. But um, you know, so the new the new show is going to feel a little different, a little quicker intro. We know we like to jab a jab and. Jab as well, but um, which we're still doing right now. But I promise it'll get better. Um, And then really dig into the content, which I think is the heart of this podcast, and reclaiming these things that Jesus has said and the 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 real truth. And we love like just turning over rocks to find new ways to understand these these things Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's really important to us. We want to make sure we dig into that. And I think that's what listeners have loved as well. That's what they comment about the most. So we want to put a lot of attention to that, shorten down our time as well. The and intro. The intro, the exit, and the in-between. But, uh, you know, it's as also, as, as Eric noted, um, you can engage with us on social media. But what will really help us... Now, after a year to grow, this is people sharing it. So talk about it with your friends. If you enjoy it, put it out there on social media. If you enjoy it, um, you know, tag us. And and honestly, we're taking a lot of listener feedback today's Mm -hmm. verse that we're digging into Luke 19 or Luke nine verse 13 is from a listener who kind of threw it at us and was like, Hey, um, what about this one? So we love that. We're going to continue to have guests on here that have great pieces of wisdom and knowledge. Um, in different categories, which is fun. Um, And so definitely, definitely dig in. And there was this kind of crazy stat. We don't have the exact stat or source that said it, but basically someone who- Most podcasts. Right, most podcasts, you know it better than me.
0: Don't make it a year.
1: Don't make it a year. Like the yeah. people who started, they don't make it a year. So we're celebrating the day. Yeah. This is a year for stuff Jesus said.
0: Our, our first episode actually came out on July, or January 29th. Today's the 26th. This will come out on the 27th. So we're not quite there, but... So as long as I we have, come back in February, we're fine. I have fine. faith yeah. that we will make it. We can do it. One more after this. And That's this. great. Okay. So... Um, what are you drinking over there?
1: Yes. So as we are always casually together, I pulled this one out of Eric's fridge Mm -hmm. and it's Smithwicks and it's a red ale and I actually really enjoy red ale. It's kind of an Irish, um, drink, but it's, it's, it's a really good one. Um, kind of comes from the Guinness line as well. So,
0: and I've got a Des Moines IPA. I think I've had this on the show before, but if you're in, if you're in Des Moines, in Des Moines, check out Confluence Brewery. It's awesome. I love it. So, um, do you want to read our, our, verse i do it's kind of in two places so we're you're reading the one out of luke right mm-hmm. yes um and actually at church today the sermon was on matthew 16 which kind of has the same sort of topic but i'll i'll get into that in a minute and yeah go
1: for it all right so we're digging into luke chapter 9 and it's gonna be uh, i think i said verse 13 earlier and that was wrong it's in this little bracket verses 18 through 20 And the heading over here is that Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. So I'll read you the context around it. Here we go. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah.
0: I love how you say Messiah because it's like with Z's. Oh yes, Messiah.
1: Probably some Midwest slang.
0: Yeah, Messiah.
1: Messiah. It just gives it a little more pizzazz. Yeah, it does. So this was that, one is that the last verse. That so yeah, the right. key one here is kind of in that verse twenty. The first half of it. So he asks the disciples directly, the ones who have been journeying with him, learning from him, watching him, really these young group of men, right? Like we, we know the disciples are really kind of in that, Probably the pretty late pretty late young. teens, early 20s, that he pulled them out, uh, you know, to be these young disciples.
0: Which, side note, think about that. If If you're just completely secular and you think, okay, there's 12 dudes, well ends up being 11 and then a new 12th but that are between what 13 and 20 right probably, 13 and 22 are they going to have much impact on the world and you know what i mean like the 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 simple fact that yeah something happened between after f- from them right that's now two billion it's people phenomenal 3 billion people whatever it is is incredible That I, I remember when i was Oh, to 20. And I I was incompetent in every way. I'm
1: currently a principal of 13 year olds. (laughs) And I'm just like, never. (laughs) But at the same time, right? Just just know about the disciples. I think we've mentioned this before. But they were kind of the rejected pupils of the Jewish religion. Mm -hmm. And not all of them were Jews either, right? Like, um, well, or were they? I was trying to think of like, so Matthew, the tax collector would still be a Jew, Jew, but he just was a little dirty rotten with his tax collecting. But anyway, so, I mean, there's these, there are these Jewish boys who, again, in the Jewish tradition, the highest honor you could have is to be a pupil, a disciple of a rabbi. Mm -hmm. These guys were all rejected. They weren't good enough. They weren't losers. Yeah, they were. And so Jesus went out, called them from the the Sea of Galilee, like come and like drop your nets, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. He gets them from the the tax collecting, he gets them from the sides of the streets, and he brings these people in, right? And um, in the context around this, you want to say something? Well, yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, he do, you're just like <laughs> I'm point, ready to go for people who aren't like seeing us, which is no one. They can't see. Them. So I'm excited! Like, I'm like on yeah. pins and needles. And um, no, what I was gonna say is like the region they were rejected is probably because they were stupid. Yeah, they I mean, stupid people.
1: and low class. Yeah, but, but or I mean, dirt or like dirty, like a tax collector. Not, like no one. Right. He had a whole like, different profession. Like
0: the the fisherman would have probably started out as a younger age, following a rabbi and not made it. Right. Yep. Yeah. They would have been. Yeah. No, been that's like, a good oh, point. Oh, you didn't make the cut. Yeah. Like I, I think about when I was, you know, thirteen or whatever. I right. was on a, a a soccer team that was like tryouts. You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember the year that I didn't make it. Ooh. Like I, I, I was on it a couple of years, and then I remember the year I didn't make. it. I was like, oh, like I, I worked all these, you know. Yeah. And then I'm not. I've just been told that I'm not good enough. That you know? stinks. And so he chose like the ones who were not good. If we're if we going with like this soccer right. analogy, right? He chose all the people who like didn't make the team. Yeah, and was like, true. yeah, we're gonna go make a better team. Yeah, right. No, that's <laughs> you know, good. Like you're probably not gonna be successful as a uh, a coach of a team if you choose all the people who are rejected from the teams you're trying to compete against yep that's yeah
1: you're absolutely right (laughs) and so jesus had gathered these these reckless young men um and and, uh, even before this right he had already this is kind of in the the first third of his ministry um he had sent them out on their own earlier in chapter nine for the first time right he told them like take nothing no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt, just go do this. And they're kind of thinking, like, Jesus, you're crazy. What the world? Mm-hmm. And, but, but they had seen some of the miracles that he'd already done, which is, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So they go, they, they do this. They're scared out of their minds. They come back. He feeds 5,000 people and they're like, what the heck just happened? And then they get into these conversations, right? So he's praying in private. He pulls them out and he goes, you know what, who are the people saying I am? Because let's, let's start here. Eric wanted to say something again. Mm-hmm. I shut it down. Um, let's start here because he, he wants to know this question because this is when the rumors and the gossip are starting to happen about Jesus that are louder than ever before, because people are not saying that he's here for the kingdom purpose of heaven they're starting to say that he's here for the purpose of um, relinquishing the Jews from the hands of the Romans. Yeah. It's a, what Judas wanted. Right. Basically. Right. Right. And so, yeah. And so he started to ask the disciples, he's trying to figure out that like, well, what are you all talking to each other about? What, what are you saying? I am so. But he starts with, "Who do the crowds say I am?" And of course, the crowds, all the gossip and rumors, give him numerous answers. John the Baptist, right? Oh, you've come back from the dead. Elijah, come back from the dead, right? Uh, one of the prophets long ago who's come back to life. So everyone's just saying he's an old prophet that's come back, which is kind of messiah-like, right? It's it's the the prophecy is coming true god's sending a redeemer to to help them through this tough time and so then he switches it though and it gets focused on the the 12 the nearest to him these guys that should kind of have it figured out by now and he asks them who do you say i am
0: which the
1: question um
0: think about like if if i were to ask you that or did or you were to ask someone that right mm. who do you say that i am well you're i don't know you're cory well, like what what is it you right. know what i mean like right. there's there's more just like who because at first his question is well who do the people say that i am which is kind of like an insecure friend of yours where r- r- who's asking you like well what what do, do they like me do they are, are people right. liking me right. right and then i mean That's that's how it like comes across in our day, I guess. That's obviously not what he's asking, because then he goes, "Well, who do you say that I am?" Which is not like, "Hey, well, do you like me?" Yeah, it's it's. um, it's, But he's asking for an identity because they respond with John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah. They're not just like, "Well, you're Jesus of Nazareth," right? That's that's not the. there's, There's there's obviously not the. That's obviously not the the conversation they're having.
1: Right? No, not at all. And I think it's interesting too because he, um, you know, he asks this question in a way that's trying to trying to catch them. Are you believing the rumors and the gossip? Are Are you falling into this trap of thinking that I am some? jewish redeemer here to save you from the hands of the romans or or whatever else or do you think i'm just some prophet returned so he's every prophet was right it's kind of the ones that come out true true but i think he's he's trying to catch them and make sure that they really do understand who he is because that might give them more reason to actually believe in what he's asking them to do because it's it's not easy stuff but let's go back to your like personal application here isn't it interesting how often we get caught up in what the world says about us? Oh yeah. And and again, I am in a middle school world as an assistant principal and as a teacher. And I've, I've taught numerous grades. And when you're in that stage of life, when I would say you don't actually know who you are, you care way more about what others are saying about you Mm -hmm. or who others think you are. And when you get older and you get settled in to who you are and you get comfortable with that and you can live in your own skin, then you know, you're you're not asking those questions as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I think that's a great personal application for us is are we falling victim to what the world is saying about us?
0: But is that an application from this passage? Well, I mean, mean, he's talking about like who we're identifying him, right?
1: Sure. Right, and I, I know, I know he's, I know he's not asking it in a way of where he, where Jesus is struggling with, um, no, yeah, with thinking yeah. of what others think about him. I, I'm just saying, I think, I can see this coming out in our own lives. Okay, and yeah. you, and then maybe place yourself there in the disciples. Like, okay, here's my teacher, my rabbi, and here's what the world is saying about him. Like, am, am I okay with that? Go back to kind of a. A, a teammate structure or a, a friendship structure. Like this is my best mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. All these people are saying that he's something that I, I don't think he is. Who do I believe? Do I believe him or do I believe them? And it's almost like the, uh, non answer is an answer.
0: So he's making you making them state it directly because, right. So the whole thing, I mean, I got, I got a couple of things running through my mind right now. First of all, the whole C.S. Lewis, lunatic, liar, or Lord, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which if you're not familiar with that, he's, C.S. Lewis says that you got to decide whether, like, everyone has to decide whether Jesus was a lunatic, a liar, or Lord, okay? Because you, you can't, there, there's no other option th- right. th- between the three. And, but, like, z- agnostic or an atheist would choose, maybe not choose to say, like, oh, he was a lunatic, um, I've I've directly heard people Gandhi. Okay, for an example, Gandhi himself said, "I believe Jesus was a great teacher." Um, and that but that's not an option, right? That's not an option because if he was a great teacher, he, he was it's, he was a lunatic, right? Or he was a straight up liar, and so that's not an option in the way he was living his life is just to say like, oh, I, like I was a great teacher because he also said like, hey, I'm God, yeah, <laughs> and. And so for, and I've heard, I've heard atheist friends say that as well, that, you know, I think Jesus was a great teacher. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's great teaching. Right. Right. That's just not an option because of the way, the way he lived his life and the things he did. Um, Even if you just straight up ignore his life, ignoring it is an answer. Yeah. Especially today when what are there 7 billion people on the earth on the earth and probably 6.99999 have heard the name jesus so we and, and know something about him right mm-hmm. and so they have to like say like do i or i'm just gonna either sweep that under right. the rug and just ignore it lunatic Ign- liar or lord ignoring it is an answer right and so he's he's almost like making them say it straight out like because it's easy to not address that. It's easy yeah. to avoid the, the yeah. question because you have to answer it. Like, let's not talk about Whether this. you go to church as Christian, practicing Christian or not. Right. You still have to answer that whether it's directly or not.
1: Yeah. So. Hmm. Now, I, I like that. And I, I, um, I think it'd be interesting at this time to be a Jewish follower of Jesus because, um, you haven't seen miracles for a long time. Hmm. You haven't. And then all of a sudden one day here comes this 30-year-old young gun from Nazareth who heals people of demons, raises people from the dead, feeds 5000 people. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to get people talking. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. going to be like, "What the heck? Now this is the stuff we used to read about. We used to read about this in the Torah, you know? Like this this stuff doesn't happen in real life, but here it is." But that's and, not
0: what well Keep going.
1: Well, I just, I think, I think that again goes back and contributes to the rumors and the gossip from the people. Yeah. And I think he's really leaning into the disciples and going, Hey, let's, let's get something clear here. Right.
0: But there's almost, uh, I'm sure at this point, there's almost like two types of rumors. Like, Oh, this guy, you've got something wrong. This guy can go, he, he can heal you. And there's also probably the other gossip that's probably happening more in the Pharisees. That's like this dude says he's god and we gotta we gotta yeah. deal with that right he's a blasphemer so it's like a negative and a positive uh yes. gossip going on so there's probably mm-hmm. a lot of like it, it, there's two poles you know there's two directions extreme directions that people are going with this gossip yeah and so he's probably almost saying well which one do you say it mm-hmm. do you see, I'm, I'm a i'm a blasphemer i'm a i'm a uh a uh magic genie maybe right or do you say what I actually? Because like the, the crowds yeah. may be saying like, "Oh, he's he's magic. He can he's yep. a magic healer." Do you go that way, or do you go with the Pharisees' way of saying like he's a blasphemer? Or do you go the way that I, I'm actually what I'm saying is I'm God, mm-hmm. so that they almost have three options themselves. Right.
1: So so here's an interesting cultural connection. I actually just went to um, a Broadway show in Iowa here. Called did you go to
0: Jesus Christ Superstar? Yes, you did. Okay, I
1: did, and it's the first time I've ever seen it um and the whole production focused on the followers right and even the disciples and it created a scene often right think of again the title of this broadway show Jesus Christ Superstar, Superstar. Mm-hmm. it created this again you have to kind of get the art in it and and the dancing on stage and the rhythmic um mm-hmm. movements that the followers the disciples were doing and it it really it really put Jesus up as this performer kind of like you said this like magic oh, yeah. performer who's doing these amazing things yeah. and in the midst of that play Judas was the one that was super skeptical like yeah. um I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. And, but yet again, just those followers, I can just see it in my mind, how just desperate they were for the show of what Jesus would do.
0: So, okay. Two things from that. I was, did you ever watch family guy? Yes. I never watched it very much, but I do specifically remember one scene where some of the characters were like,
1: I know what you're going to say. This is so it's, good.
0: It's it's like he says like, oh yeah, you know that Jesus guy who wasn't what he th- what everyone thought he was and there's this, it's, it's a flashback and it's like, yeah, yeah, It's <laughs> he for those who can't see, Corey is doing what, what is in that scene is it shows like a cartoon Jesus like holding up one finger in one hand and a fist in the other and then he bangs them together and then does one finger in the other but my favorite one is he has two circles in his fingers, and then he puts it behind his head, and then the fingers are overlapped. And so he's—they're just making him into this like yeah, this puppet show. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that he, he, first they—they they say that element, like, oh, they, he wasn't really what he what he thought he, when mm-hmm. people thought he was. Yeah. But then the follower element, kind of back to Gandhi, I I think I'd have to double check this. I'm pretty sure Gandhi, you know, after saying like I think Jesus was a great teacher, I think he also said. I love your Christ. I don't like your, your followers. followers, yeah. Or uh, I like your Jesus, but I don't like your followers, yeah. which is ironic because Jesus specifically went after the people who are messed up. And if you were, just imagine you were starting a religion. If you were to start a religion that was going to be successful, you'd probably go after the people who like had it all together because those people who don't have it all together are probably going to make you look bad. And, and so that does happen from time to time. And now this is kind of getting off topic, but you were saying like, how is all focusing on the followers and the, Judas having some doubt about like, who who is this guy and not, not maybe not right. really sure about what they believe about this person. And because the way Christianity is kind of set up as like, hey, you don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. That almost plays into the, an outsider's view of like, Oh, Christians are the worst because you're accepted when you don't have everything together, and right. you're still you're still continually asked the question, "Who do you say I am?" And whether you have it together or you don't, what matters is how you answer that question, not whether you have it all together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whether you're you're you've made you're perfect.
1: Hmm. And I, man, I'm I'm really stuck back a little bit on your reference of the Family Guy and Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar, and I. But the, the way that we talked about it right there really makes me want to throw this question back out to the world today. And I think this is the epitome mm-hmm. of our podcast, right? Yeah. Like, who does the world say Jesus is right now? Right yeah. now in the current context of our culture and timeline in 2020, Yeah, I think it has changed dramatically. And yeah. I think people have gotten so... Like personally individualized with what their Jesus is like. Um, like for for example, I, and I've always talked about this with denominations, right? People in the Christian circle, a lot of the times, um, especially with where I grew up in Pella, Iowa, which is Dutch Reformed, right? Mm. People want to know what church you go to and what denomination it is. And what that's theology that, is right. And that ties to what your theology is. And then they judge you on, Oh, you believe that mm. and not what I, you know, you believe in adult baptism and not infant baptism. Yeah. you believe in dunking your wafer wafers at yeah. uh, communion and not pulling from a loaf of bread, yeah. you know, like, okay. So it can go on and on, but denominations. See if you agree with me here. I, I may have okay. said this before. I don't All know. Right. Like denominations are man-made, yeah, to the preference of what they thought was most important about what Jesus the, about right. Jesus' stances on things. Right,
0: a, a lot of them, yeah. right?
1: Isn't yeah. that wild? Like, yeah. just just again, very quickly, man. I might be getting off topic, but this is good. Oh, it's so no, good. I, no, I think like it's- you have the Reformed Church of America. Mm-hmm. RCA and you have the Christian reformed church of America, the CRC. Do you know why they exist at their, their root core that they are two like they have almost the same fundamental beliefs. They should not be two separate denominations, but they are, and they only are because group one of the Dutch reformers came over. They practiced church in, in Deutsch, right? They spoke Hmm. Dutch they sent their kids to Christian schools Like like 40, 40, 50 years later, another Dutch Reformed herd came over. Mm. But by that time, that first church, the RCA, had been culturalized and they didn't speak Dutch in church anymore. And they didn't send kids to Christian schools. Mm. So the new group was like, what are you doing? How dare you? And so they're like, we're going to do it the right way again. And they start speaking Dutch in church and then they send their kids to Christian schools. And then they called themselves the CRC. It wasn't even a, like a Jesus difference. It just was, Oh, you didn't do it the way that I want it done. It's man made. Right. So which then it, like it, all these different denominations kind of speak about Jesus in a slightly different view and way and the ways of following him. You have that. Then you have all the people who are Christians and following Jesus doing it in a billion different ways and opportunities. And like we said, like there's some, followers that you just shake your head at and you go like what are you doing that's not representing christ and then and there's people who fall away from it and then have a whole different jaded view because a church did something to them or another christian did something to them and we get this huge problem in our world that jesus no longer even hardly looks like jesus
0: yeah and we determine who jesus is by his followers right by who he is yes and Um, that
1: and isn't that the sad part like And I, again, I go back to that's the heart of this podcast. Like I'm sick, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that. We have 50 different opinions on just one little thing. I get that there's subjectivity to a point.
0: Yeah. So one thing that, um, I think pastor Mike said this, maybe I've heard him say this, but basically I I think it's a good analogy is that there's a lot of ways to look at the light that shoots out of a diamond. Right. Right. That like how it kind of, uh, it'll, it's a, almost acts like a prism and, mm-hmm. and sh- goes in all different colors, but it's still one diamond. Right. Yeah. And so we c- we can also look at denominations and differences like that as those different lights that
1: come out. And there's beauty in that, right?
0: Right. Right. But, but there is those instances where it's just like complete, it's like the, the United Methodist thing going on right now where the United Methodist church is splitting, uh, it appears over the, um lgbtq issues right which and it's it's i don't want to i don't want to say exactly talk too much into it because i don't know the ins and outs of it but from the outs from an outsider's perspective because i'm not i'm not methodist i'm lutheran it appears like making things that aren't the primary issue into the primary issue right Things that things that are secondary, or even even lower than that, was it tertiary? After that, yeah. Is that what the word is? Anyway, making those things primary, like Jesus would be primary, and then then the the things below that would be secondary, and even even further down. Right. But if we're saying like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't go to church with you. I can't have a relationship with you because you don't believe me, or, or it's fall on the same side of an issue as me in this area. That's not even what jesus ever said, like he was he didn't have a there were issues, but he approached them much differently than we tend to do. he didn't uh draw hard lines and say like oh well you you know you believe in adult baptism and that's not or, it, you're right, out, right. get out, get out yeah you know? like yeah you're it, it you're just totally did to right. happen
1: um. But, I think that's a that's a good point, right? And that probably brings me down from my overbearingness of denominations there, or whatever it is. Like well, no, my, I my I, I'm sensitivity. Not, I'm not no, I know you're not. I know you're not. But I'm I'm feeling it in myself. Like like you're right. There there is beauty in in personal connection to Jesus through the same origination of who He is. And yeah, I yeah. And I and I do love that. And I I I value diversity. Um, I think. Yeah, man, I just Which
0: here's an example. Like we we you and I go to a Lutheran Church, one of the biggest Lutheran churches in the country, I believe. And literally across the street is a Catholic church. Mhm. And I think I'm not sure, I'm not I haven't looked this up, but it's it's one of the largest Catholic churches in the country. And if you would look at our history as church denominations, you would say like, okay, there was there's some tension there right between the lutheran yep. church and the yeah Catholic for church. sure we work very well like i have just been emailing staff over there in the last week about different things that we have going on how we're partnering together on these things and it's incredible like how there is like there's there's denominational differences but they both sides seem to do really great at putting those things down and saying like,
1: we're on the same team. Yes. That's, that's beautiful. And it's,
0: that's, that's awesome. I think that's, I I love that. And yeah,
1: um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things the world will say about who Jesus is. And I will say you have to be careful what you believe you do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's enough opinions and articles and professionals out there who take whole different stances and, I w- my suggestion there for you personally would be to like r- go back to scripture again and again and again contemplate it and go to the root where it starts scripture before you start believing man's opinions about those things and even pastor Mike at, at Lutheran Church of Hope will tell you like check the bible don't just don't just take my word for it check the bible review it go over it mm-hmm. um, which is which is great and so if we can maybe just zoom over to the second half of this which is um, that that question. And I think this is maybe the personal application for us here tonight, which is who do you say I am? Not only did Jesus pose this to his disciples or to Peter strictly, but what about us? Like personally, and we, we talked about maybe yeah. the whole world, but like who do you say I am? Yeah. And so...
0: Um, sorry, I can I can hear my son downstairs yelling, Daddy. <laughs> That's kind of a fun thing to hear. But um, I think it was, did I say this already, that A.W. Tozer quote? No. So A.W. Tozer, I believe it was him, said, what you believe about God is the single most important thing about you. Mm. And what he means by that is because it, it's it's how we respond to that question. So it's kind of like in this, who do you say that I am? That's like the most important question we can ask and we can either answer it directly or indirectly in the way we like, I I can answer myself. I can say, I believe Jesus is God, but if I don't live that way, then I'm not true. Then I'm just like kind of lying to myself. Mm -hmm. Right. If I, if I still live a life that's not, uh, not Christian, you know, I don't go to church. I don't do, and it's not about doing things, but if I, if I don't, if I'm not living as a Christian following Jesus and doing what he and and believing that he's God and doing and in my actions flowing out of the fact that I believe that, then I'm just lying to myself. I'm just yes. like going through the motions. And it's like in Sunday school when you're growing up, where the the youth pastor would ask something, and you're always like, J- "You just say Jesus." Jesus. <laughs> the answer's always Jesus. You answer, yep. you didn't really believe it. You were just like, "I just know you want me to say Jesus because right. that's always the answer." Mm-hmm. And it was like, so here's a little tangent. I was uh my my major in in undergrad was pga golf management so i was a golf pro you knew that but it was an ag business degree and huh so i had to take a class called soils soil resource yeah. management and there's a whole lot to go into with soils but basically the answer the joke in that class was just throw some poop on it right <laughs> because it like how do you make this plant yeah it with this sort of disease and this sort of soil conditions well most of the time you just threw organic matter on it and it right. like made the made the plant healthy. go so, away yeah so we kind of joked that the answer was always to just throw some poop on it yeah um and so we anyway our, our professor didn't like that um <laughs> but when you answer that question are you like really answering it because you're answering it by your how you live not necessarily by your your mouth more, right more yeah. often than not no, that's good you know can you really answer it in a certain way um with yeah. your life
1: yeah. So let's let's come back to that because I may have a final cap on our whole conversation around that, but okay. I want to pick up the Matthew verse that you have a little bit too, because Peter's response to this question from Jesus, who do you say I am, is God's Messiah. And he says, he says this. And so he's like fulfilling and noting the prophecy of the Jews. Yeah. Right there. So God's Messiah. You are the famil- fulfillment of the prophecy. You are who you say you are. But then it's interesting because if you go to that Matthew verse, what is Peter's response there in your translation?
0: Uh, Peter says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Okay. And Jesus says, blessed are you. Da, 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 da. And then yeah. it goes on to say, you're the rock on which I build my church.
1: Okay. So then he kind of says the same thing then. He says you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that statement by Peter and he, the, all the disciples around, I think they, they've been thinking it. They've been pondering it. Like maybe this is the real thing, Yeah. but that's maybe the first time they've professed it. Yeah. And yet before there was a time where they talked and Jesus is like, yeah, remember we had, we had a whole podcast on this, but don't tell anyone yet. Right. Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. There was that time. Um, and I had some different reasonings behind it, but this is a huge statement because I mean, they're fully f- kind of, they're almost saying it to say, is he going to say yes or no to that? <laughs> like, is he going to say, yeah, 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 I am.
0: But what's, what? sorry if I interrupted you on this, but later on, I mean, I believe, see, I'm in Matthew right here. And later on, they're on their way to Jerusalem and James and John have a fight over who's, who's the greatest who's the greatest and then their mom comes and says hey can when you're when you're like king of israel right will you like include them in your kingdom yeah can they so that like, you're right and your left yeah and so that's like further along and they still don't I believe I. I mean, I've, this has just popped in my head. But yes. I'm pretty sure because that's later on. Yeah, they still think at that point that he's a champion of their issue. Right, and their issue is that we're oppressed, and we need the Romans. We need you to stomp the Romans. Right, and which would be like pick your modern day like issue of choice right. that mm-hmm. you know we'll just say LGBTQ yeah. for what we just talked about. Is is that your Jesus your champion of that issue, or is he he what he says he is right right
1: yeah and it's interesting because they may have said it out loud there but maybe they didn't quite believe it yet they're just like i think what you want me to say is that you're the messiah
0: sunday school right jesus jesus said this, this a couple is, times yeah and i think we'll say it this yeah time.
1: this has got to be the answer you're yeah. jesus Yeah. um no that's good and so maybe kind of as we come back to the end of this um and think think about sometimes our personal, um, response, right? So a lot of times yeah. we say, Hey, can we put this in our own words today? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I want to, I just want to go back to the question of who do you say I am? And I want to almost pose that as a challenge to our listeners and to ourselves. And if we would reflect on our words and our deeds around Jesus and who we believe him to be. So what have we said about Jesus? Or what other words have we professed or used in a day? Maybe they're angry words. Maybe they're words that put others down. Maybe they're hasty words, whatever it is. Are our words reflecting who we believe Jesus to be? And then secondly, are our actions reflecting who we believe Jesus to be? Yeah, and and I think that's a phenomenal challenge to put out there in front of all of us, and to take time to critically reflect on.
0: And maybe to change that a little bit, to say you're, you said, "Are our actions reflecting what we believe Jesus to be?" Maybe the first question is, "What are our actions saying we believe about Jesus?" There you go. So the fact great that great place I, to start. The fact that I do yada 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 yeah um what does that say about my belief of jesus because it, it it in the roundabout way like we said at the beginning like all those roads back lead back that way right um, and
1: in in young adult culture today like i think this is a great question you say you believe in jesus but what you do every day does that reflect what you believe him to be mm-hmm. i'm not sure I'm not sure. I and half the time with myself. I'm not sure. Like, there's a lot of things that I could be doing better that if people would be watching, they'd be like, "Uh, who do you who who do you follow again?" Yeah,
0: but I mean, we could even. I mean, that doesn't that again doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. Because no, he, he went after the people who are imperfect, right? And it's the you know the mustard seed of faith, and so we can. I think we can believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is God. And still have actions that don't reflect that, but it's the discipleship process. It's it's not the yes. conversion process. It's the discipleship process right. that changes those actions. It's right it's,
1: sanctification, it's, right? Always becoming more holy, like God is holy.
0: Right, right. So you're 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 saved regardless, right? Yes. You 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 believe that Jesus is God. You, you're then that's yeah. then that's true. But then, the yeah, the, that's the better word, sanctification process. Like, if we still act in a way that doesn't reflect that, we s- still ought to be continually conformed into that right. image that we believe is God. And and if we, we stagnate on that, then that's not necessarily a good te- good thing that we're, if we're just, if we're not asking that question, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that action that I had didn't reflect my belief that Jesus is God. Maybe I should work on that. Not as a... Justificate not to be justified through that, but to be sanctified.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I kind of have the song playing in my head, and I don't remember who it's by. Probably Hillsong or Bethel or someone. But like Jesus in His own words, right? You are who I am. Who you say I am? Yeah. And so many times i think we even get our own ideal identity mixed up in this same question that we started with in our conversation today well who am i mm-hmm. um that gets fuzzy and blurry in this world we have a lot of process of figuring that out but the truth in in the the promise of christ in the bible is he's like i know who you are i created you mm-hmm. i know how many hairs are on your head or your name before you were ever born which by the way right like where my wife and I are pregnant. Yay. And I think I may have said, I don't know if I have ever professed that on a podcast before, but yeah. <laughs> um, we have no clue what we're going to name our kid yet. Right. Yeah. Yet Jesus does like, that's such a wild thought. Like Jesus, just tell me, right. Tell me her name. <laughs> um, but anyway, like he knows our name. He knows the, the hairs on our head. He knows who we are. So he, like I am who God says I am. And yet, I still want to reflect who I am in the midst of who he is in this world. I want to answer that question correctly. Who do you say I am um, by my words and my deeds?
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. Do we kind of wrap all that up?
1: I think so. And I just realized we didn't pick a verse for next time again.
0: That's all right. Because I think we talked about having Jamie on next time.
1: That's right.
0: And um, so I think we're going to have a guest and she will choose the um the verse and yeah
1: we'll go That'll that will be fun yeah well sweet
0: that's everything guys so thanks for tuning in um like we said be sure to uh subscribe a, yeah rate give us a five star review on apple podcasts comment rate follow whatever uh and share this with someone that you know and and just say hey check this out that would really help us out help us to keep going cuz we've made it like we said one year Let's try to make it two, Woo! right? Let's do two years, um, and we're going to be changing and tweaking things as we go. But uh, we appreciate you, and yeah, shoot us an email if you uh, have any thoughts. Um, gosh, I think I had something, but I just, you I just lost it. You know when you have so like something brilliant right on the right on the tip of your tongue, and you're like, ah, I need to say that, and then I just, I just did. It's oh, gonna so stink for I'll our listeners. All right, so, see you later.
1: Bye.